This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. What's good, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away, give or take a minute or two. When it comes to filling in the blank NBA style with the second half getting started tonight, that comes your way in about ten minutes. And I cannot believe Harry Douglas, Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, when he was on NBA Today and his choices were, which duo do you trust more? LeBron James and Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers or Steph Curry and Jonathan Kaminga, not Steph and Draymond, not Steph and Klay Thompson, Steph and, and Jonathan Kaminga. Kendrick Perkins says, is this really a question? I'm going with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, especially how reliable and available Anthony Davis has been on both ends of the floor. And I, when I look at the Lakers right now, they're trending in the right direction. I see the chemistry is starting to form. I see D'Angelo Russell. He looks happy. He's playing some of his best basketball. We saw Rui Hachimara do his thing right before the All-Star break. Like, they're getting back to who they were last year defensively. And also, they're moving the ball, and the trust factor is there. And when this Laker team get fully healthy, I'm trusting LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Los Angeles more than I'm trusting the Warriors right now. There shouldn't be a question when it comes to duos, but there can be a question when it comes to the team of who you trust more. I'm going to go away. I'm going to go along the ways when it comes to the Golden State Warriors. And you brought this up when we talked about it about a couple hours ago. That schedule is going to get a lot easier. They have the toughest schedule in the regular season in the first half. That schedule is not going to go away. But getting their guys back and things get a little bit easier, I still worry about the Lakers and all the players that you need to stay healthy when it comes to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That still worries me a little bit while I'm trusting Golden State more than the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I'm going with the Golden State Warriors as well. But also, I understand that the Los Angeles Lakers are trending in a solid direction. They won six of the last seven games. But guess what, Freddie? Mm -hmm. Guess who else won six of the last seven games? The, the Golden State Warriors. Warriors yes. They won six of their last seven, beating the Phoenix Suns, beating the Indiana Pacers. Um, they lost to the Los Angeles Clippers by five points. They should have won they, that game. Exactly. They beat uh, the Utah Jazz as well. And uh, marketing is playing at a high, high level right now and mm -hmm. what he's meant for that basketball team. But when you look at the landscape of everything when it comes to both of these teams, right, do I love the Anthony Davis and LeBron James pairing? Yes, I do, when they're both healthy. Yes. Right? When Anthony Davis is consistent. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I really, really do love Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay. Even yeah. though he's been struggling, just imagine if Clay Thompson finds it back, that right. stroke I'm talking about. Right. To be able to just catch and shoot and that ball go through the net without it even hit, hitting the rim. I love the emergence of, Prozen of Prozinski and how he's been able to play and help lift this team. Jonathan Kaminga finally coming along. What they thought he was going to be able to be a year ago or two years ago, now he's forming into that guy that they can count on night in and night out. Mm -hmm. On top of what you just mentioned, Freddie, that schedule is going to get easier for the Golden State Warriors yeah. and harder for the Los Angeles Lakers. There are only two teams right now that I really, really trust in the NBA. And I think we're going to get an NBA Finals when they get together. Boston Celtics in the East and the Denver Nuggets in the West. Yep. I know the Clippers have been the Clippers. They've been terrific. I still am waiting for two things. 
One will they clip, and two will James Harden reverse things in the playoffs like we've seen. Now, he's looked terrific at times, and then it looked like he didn't want to be there and had no interest in trying to make an impact on a play. I want to see if both of those things can be reversed in favor of the Los Angeles Clippers. Minnesota and Oklahoma City, as good as they've been. Minnesota, the best record in the Western Conference. Oklahoma City, a game and a half behind them. They're still a little green when it comes to dealing with the rigors of a playoff series and trying to advance and advance and advance. It is hard to win playoff series. They're going to find out it's hard to even win a playoff game, especially if you have home court advantage and you lose that kind of advantage. Phoenix offensively could be the best offensive team if Bradley Beal can get healthy and go along with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. If that's going to be the case, then I vault them a little bit more. But when it comes to those two teams, I'm not trusting anybody beyond the Boston Celtics in the East and the Denver Nuggets in the West. Well, let's just play the hypothetical game, even though we don't like playing that. But let's just mm-hmm. say, let's just say the NBA season finished like everyone is seated right now. Okay. Well, I feel sorry for the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder if they per se, per se happen to face the Lakers or the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel sorry for the Phoenix Suns if they have to face the Denver Nuggets in a playoff series. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't want to see that first-round matchup because right off bat, one of those teams that you are excited about seeing, Mm -hmm. they're going to get eliminated. Right. That's a 4-5 matchup. Exactly. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. So there's just a lot in the NBA, especially for Minnesota, who's having a phenomenal year in in that basketball team and and OKC and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I I think he needs to be talking about more when we talk about the MVP because that's a young team. And for them to be seated in the spot that they are, I would think he would be higher than Nikola Jokic in the MVP running right now. But I think when you look at Nikola Jokic and winning the NBA championship and being a back-to-back MVP winner uh, before Joel Embiid won it last year, I think a lot of more people are going to choose him and and, and vote for him right now at the moment before Shea. But we can't ignore and let it go by the wayside what he's doing on top of being top five in scoring in the NBA. Denver seems like they're waiting for the playoffs to get started. Not saying that they're bored. Not saying that they're going through the motions. Got to go get healthy, too. And they got to get healthy. But it seems that, they're, look, we'll just tread water. If we can have a first-round home court advantage, if we're the fourth seed, maybe the three seed, we can deal with that. They're not going to overextend themselves trying to get a number one seed. They're like, look, we know we can win on the road. We know we can win at home. Home court advantage means a lot to Minnesota, as it should, or to an Oklahoma City Thunder, or even to the Los Angeles Clippers or the Phoenix Suns. Denver's like, mid We'll be fine. We're going to find a way no matter what. And the Celtics aren't waiting. They're just doing it very, very smartly when it comes to this basketball team. Have they had some losses left? You're shaking your head. Well, duh, because it's the NBA. Those things are going to happen. But when they've needed it, they've been able to deliver. I have the least amount of questions about them. I have more questions about the Milwaukee Bucks. Three and seven on the Doc Rivers. And what is that going to continue to look like? Can they flip that around? Can the Knicks get healthier? Because they need Julius Randle and OG Ananobi. This way, you're not extending minutes. When it comes to Jalen Brunson, then he may not have anything left when the playoffs roll around because they need him on the basketball court when it comes to the New York Knicks. The Cleveland Cavaliers, I want they learned their lesson last year. They got bullied by a smaller Knicks basketball team, and it seems so far they've been able to do that. But the least amount of questions I have are with two teams, Boston and also the Denver Nuggets. Now, I think dominating second half storyline, that's going to be what we talked about with the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. What if they raise up and get out of the play-in and somebody gets bumped down, maybe New Orleans or Phoenix? All of a sudden, you could have a potential first-round match with the Clippers versus the Lakers in the first round and the Nuggets and Golden State in the first round. Let me tell you something. I kind of want to see mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Clippers 
versus the Los Angeles Lakers Me too. in the first round. Me too. I, I want to see that. Just think about what that would mean for the NBA and also the city of Los Angeles. You have a LeBron and Anthony Davis. You have a Kawhi Leonard, a Paul George, a James Harden, a Russell Westbrook, a team that Russell Westbrook used to play on. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people felt like he was the cancer and he couldn't get it done. But he, he goes over here with Ty Lue and finds new hope. Right, James Harden, a guy with the Philadelphia 76ers who couldn't show up last year versus the Miami Heat. Right. And then he requested to be traded, but he finds his stride, and, and, and Ty Lue finds the magic to be able to make this thing work for the Clippers. I, I really do want to see yeah. in the first round of the playoffs the Lakers versus the Clippers. And it could be the first time ever in the city history of Los Angeles that the Clippers could actually have a foothold in terms of owning that city. Yep. But they lose to the Lakers, lose to the Lakers excuse me, it's going to be SOC. Same old Clippers. But and that's you know why I want to see it. Yeah, so do that, I. That, that, that's why I want to see it. Okay, mm-hmm. now the Clippers, they've been little brother, stepbrother their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Now's an opportunity to go against big brother. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? That they've been giving you them punches and putting you in the headlock, giving you them little noogies upside your head. <laughs> now, now it's time for the Clippers to be able to say, I, I'm grown up now. Yeah, we'll see if the Clippers clip. If we get a first-round series like that, that'll be the perfect time for them to not clip based on previous events. NBA action on Sunday. The Philadelphia 76ers, without Joel Embiid, will host the Milwaukee Bucks, led by, of course, Damian Lillard, because it's his team down the stretch according to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 12.30 Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Cohen together on Freddie and Harry, we're bringing our producer Shannon Penn. We're going to do a little NBA Second half fill in the blank. The NBA second half season gets started tonight with 12 games. It's going to be very interesting what happens in teams for position, MVP choices, who's going to be hot, who's going to be not. Shannon Penn has the NBA fill in the blank to get ready for the second half of the NBA season. All right, Harry, the team to watch out for in the second half is who? Me, I'm going to go Milwaukee Bucks, and it can be good or bad. I want to see if they're going to be able to figure this thing out with Doc Rivers and Dame and also Giannis Antetokounmpo being able to figure out who's going to do what down the stretch. I hear what Giannis says, but I also want to see more action, more so than you know him saying A, B, C, or D. So I'm really watching out for them to see if they can be able to figure this thing out and challenge the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference. For me, the team to watch in the second half of the Los Angeles Clippers because Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, said that they're the one team in the NBA that has not one flaw. The Clippers. He didn't say the Lakers. He didn't say the Celtics. He said the Clippers. Well, I want to see because for the first time in a long time, they're going to be the hunted, not the hunter, and not just in their city. And they got the personnel. They got the coach. They got the mentality. If they're going to be the team they believe they can be, then maybe, just maybe, this could be the year of the Clippers to not clip like we've seen in previous years. All right, Freddie, on the flip side, the team that will drop off in the second half is blank. The New York Knicks because of their injuries. That's the team I worry about because right now they're fourth in the Eastern Conference. They're 33-22. and 22. After having that nine-game winning streak, that's when everything started to unravel. OG Ananobi with his elbow injury. Julius Randle with his shoulder injury. And Jalen Brunson playing those kind of extended minutes because Tom Thibodeau does not like saving players because, in this case, he can't. So that's the one team I worry about having that drop-off. It would not surprise me, Harry and Shannon, if the Knicks, as a fourth seed right now, drop to like a sixth or seventh seed because they may be too beat up from the feet up and Jalen Brunson playing those extended minutes. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. No, you're not. (laughs) I am going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers, and this has a lot to do with Joel Embiid. 
uh, not being healthy. Erin mm-hmm. Dolan, we had her on earlier. She said the Sixers are 6-14 six and 14 without Joel Embiid. Right. Well, guess what, y'all? There are about three or four teams in the Eastern Conference from seeds 6 through 8 that are looking to move up. And if the Philadelphia 76ers don't watch out, they will be in a play-in situation. All right, Harry, the one player that could decide the NBA championship is? For me, it's Kawhi Leonard. It's Kawhi Leonard. We're talking about a two-time NBA champion, also two-times finals MVP. We've seen uh, what he meant to the Los Angeles Clippers last year when they matched up with the Phoenix Suns. And if he would have stayed healthy, a lot of people believe the Clippers actually would have won that series. So I'm going to go with Kawhi. For me, it's John Antetokounmpo. Based on what he said yesterday, when we heard about when he taught the athletic, that he says this is his team down the stretch when he's talking about Damian Lillard. When you're a superstar and it's supposed to be your team, supposed to be your organization, you're one of the three or four best players in the NBA. Hearing that had a lot of people going, when it comes to Giannis Antetokounmpo. If it's going to be fixed with Milwaukee being three and seven with Doc Rivers, he is going to have to lead the way. And speaking of that, Vincent Goodwill from Yahoo Sports, senior NBA writer, we had him on Freddie Harry yesterday, and he says, if this is going to work in Milwaukee, no, it's not on Giannis. Whether Giannis fails or succeeds, he can miss all the free throws. He's still going to want the ball. He's still going to try to make all the big plays. He's a champion. He doesn't have, I won't say anything to lose, but Dame is the guy that's come to the franchise that has won something, and yet Dame hasn't. So if Milwaukee fails, we're going to be looking at two people. We're going to be looking at Doc Rivers because he's missed 3-1, 3-1, 3-1. And we're going to be looking at Dame because he's never won anything. And we've always said, wait till Dame gets a team around him. Dame doesn't have the team Steph Curry does. Well, now he kind of does, and now it'll be on him. It's still going to be on Giannis because he's supposed to be the face of that franchise. I agree. Not on Doc Rivers, not on Damian Lillard. And by the way, Giannis has won an NBA championship. And many people believe he ran out Adrian Griffin. If this is not working, is he going to run off Damian Lillard? Highly unlikely. Is he going to run off Doc Rivers? Highly unlikely. He needs to make this work if the Bucs are going to flip this around after the first 10 games with Doc Rivers as their head coach. A little NBA fill in the blank for the second half on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Once again, helping us to fill in the blank is our producer, Shannon Penn. All right, Freddie. The MVP right now should go to blank. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I think he's been absolutely terrific. And that's not disrespecting Jason Tatum, what he's been able to do, becoming even more of a playmaker for the Boston Celtics. But anytime the Oklahoma City Thunder have a clutch situation, SGA is always in the middle of it. And not just on offense, but also defense as well. He has that underrated kind of player in which it looks like he's not going fast, and then you look up, he's behind you or shooting over you. And he is fearless in those moments. If I had a vote for the MVP he would be at the top of my list when it comes to SGA of Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, he's my top choice right now. We're talking about the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder, the second youngest team in the NBA right now, I believe. And for him to be able to galvanize these guys and be the leader of that basketball team and have them as the two seed in the West in the third best record overall in the NBA, mm-hmm. top three, third in scoring right now, averaging over 30. Man, the man is clutch. He's playing tremendous basketball. He plays both ends of the floor. I'm going with SGA right now. Shout out to him for being that dog. And I mean, Tommy dog, <laughs> mighty dog, doggy dog, and Snoop dog. 
Any dog you want. Hell, my kids just got a dog. My father-in-law bought a one. His name's Sam. Sam the dog. He's all the dogs you want him to be. So SGA, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, you are my MVP front runner currently at the moment. What kind of dog do you have now? I don't even know. <laughs> is it a mutt or? You... I, no, I, I honestly don't know what kind of dog is. Okay, what does it look like? Um, don't say a dog. A dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've walked right into that one. I should have known as far as that goes. All right, to, all right, Harry. Well, you, you don't know what the dog looks like, but I'll ask you. The results of the NBA Finals will be? Well, I know what the dog looks like. I can't explain it. That, that's the oh, better. Oh, oh don't, don't worry. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> the results in the NBA Finals to me, it will be uh, the Boston Celtics versus the Los Angeles, Angeles Clippers. Ooh. And I'm going with the Clippers winning the NBA Finals. Okay. I'm going to say it's the Denver Nuggets taking on the Boston Celtics. I think the Nuggets make it back-to-back, which means that the Boston Celtics could be the NBA's version of the San Francisco 49ers. They have not won an NBA championship. When, when Meta World Peace was Ron Artest, that's the last time the Boston Celtics won an NBA championship. But this Nuggets team, they're tough. They're battle-tested. They can make plays and keep you from making plays. They're going to be hard to beat in a seven-game series four times. I think we get Denver versus Boston in the NBA Finals. But I think the Nuggets will make it back-to-back in the city of the mile high. All right, we're going to put your crystal balls on right now. Looking to the future. Oh, boy. Freddie, the next NBA star to be traded will be blank. Ooh. Hmm. The next NBA star to be traded... God, I don't have one right now. That's Ooh. rare for me. Okay, go ahead, Harry. Seems like you got it. Man, I'm just going to throw one out there. I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. Oh, really? The Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go D. Mitchell, uh, Louisville alum as well. So okay. shout out to the University of Louisville. Okay. Have to make sure I plug my school, my Atta university. Boy. All right. I was going to say Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks. Now that I think about it. Sorry. Ah, ah. That, that, that sounds really sad. Hey. <laughs> A close, hey. a, a close second, DeMar DeRozan, the Chicago Bulls. Yep. I think he's going to be a prime, prime trading chip because the Bulls at a certain point are going to have to start over. I mean, right now the ninth in the Eastern Conference, three games in the 500. DeMar DeRozan is not going to want to settle for being part of a franchise that is not going up or being upperly mobile. So if it's not Trey Young from Atlanta, I can see DeMar DeRozan being a very valuable piece to be traded. In the offseason. Well, you know what? I think DeMar DeRozan is a free agent. Oh, then we're going to have to worry about that. Yep. Okay. Yep, he'll so, free agent. So, he won't, so I'll stick with Trey Young then. It won't be Joel Embiid. It's not going to be him. Sorry, Knicks fans. That's not going to happen. College basketball <laughs> action is Saturday as top 10 Arizona takes on Washington. They host them in Arizona, presented by Robin Hood. Coverage begins at 1.30 Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We know that Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, is that dude. What other quarterbacks can say to everybody else, yeah, I'm pretty close to that dude? We'll get to that on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Patrick Mahomes is definitely a feared player and feared quarterback in the National Football League. What other quarterbacks could be close to that line in your opinion? Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Even as fearsome as Patrick Mahomes is, there may be a couple of guys. I can't wait to hear what Harry has to say about what other quarterbacks could be fearsome enough that you have to deal with them. We know how fearsome that the Raiders think about Patrick Mahomes, but after finally breaking through and beating him on Christmas Day, Antonio Pierce, Raiders head coach, was on the rush with Max Crosby, the defensive end of the Raiders with his podcast, and he said, yeah, we got some rules for that Mahomes guy. We got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah, filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped. We'll see, Antonio Pierce. <laughs> when it comes to that, because easy to say, but Patrick Mahomes hears all, knows all, and wants to give that business to all. So we know that there are Mahomes rules. Can you put them in place and make it work when you finally had a chance to do that on Christmas Day? But he's a fearsome quarterback. What other quarterbacks out there, Harry, do you say to yourself, they should strike fear in no matter what team they're playing? Man, it's funny, the last segment I brought up Donovan Mitchell being a Louisville alum. So let me continue that trend with my first person that I mentioned in the National Football League at the quarterback position. I'm going Lamar Action Jackson. Okay. Lamarvelous. We talk about a guy who's won MVP two times <laughs> since he's been in the National Football League, but a guy that keeps defensive coordinators up late at night. And what we witnessed from him this season, being able to play from the pocket and be consistent from the pocket as well, yeah. I think is pretty scary because I, I, I believe he's going to continuously get better in those regards also he has those playmakers around him now and what transpired in the AFC championship game was not indicative on Lamar Jackson in the way he played the entire season in 2023 so I have him at my number one okay and then I'm going to go with Josh Allen next when you look at Josh Allen you talk about the uh the the physically uh imposing his will the arm strength being able to make every throw uh, down the football field, can throw the ball 60 yards in the air. He's not a guy that's going to slide when he's running the football. He's going to try to run you over. He has ran defensive players over in the past. Right. That's why I have him next. And then Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, cool as a fan, cool as a whistle. <laughs> he's a guy that doesn't matter if it's Patrick Mahomes on the other side, if it's Tom Brady on the other side, if it's Joe Montana on the other side, if it's damn Joe Namath on the other side. Okay. Joe Cool Burrow does not care who's on the other side sidelines, and he's going to be able to get things done. Uh, might be one of, if not probably the best pocket passer that we have in the game today, just being okay. able to feel the pocket and 
uh, knowing how to maneuver it, always keeping two hands on the football, doing things the textbook way, but being very productive. So I have those three guys. Check mark, check mark, check mark. When it comes to the three guys you just mentioned, in terms of you look at them and say, we don't control them. You may not need Burrow rules or Allen rules or Jackson rules, but you need to make sure that those guys, those guys don't get loose. I'm going to put another guy in there that's a fearsome quarterback. That's a fear quarterback. Even though his offensive line is, ugh, and he's only out there for four plays in New York Jets, to me, Aaron Rodgers is still a feared quarterback in the National Football League. And that's why the New York Jets are saying, look, we got to find a way to make sure 2023 does not happen again. Even we bring in a quality backup, we expect that that guy is out there. We're automatically going to be a playoff team, even in a loaded AFC East, even in a loaded AFC. That's the kind of stroke that he still has. I know he's a year older. I know he's coming off an injury, but he's had, he's going to have more than a year to rehabilitate from that and whatever, whatever Prince of Darkness juice he's using to get ready, so be it. But when he's on and he's right, as he has been the majority of his NFL career, that guy will instantly make that New York Jets football team, if they fix that offensive line, a playoff team. That's how feared, in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers still is for the New York Jets. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that uh, he, he's been one of my favorite quarterbacks to be able to watch because he can make every single throw on the football t- field. You talk about just being gifted mm-hmm. and being able to do so. Uh, arm angles, he could be rolling left and throw it 50, 55 yards with the flick of his wrist. I remember sitting in the meeting room when I was with the Atlanta Falcons, me, my receiver coach, Rubisky, yeah. Roddy White, and also Julio Jones, and just looking at how – easy things were for the Green Bay Packers and their receivers and tight ends because of a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So uh, for, for the New York Jets, that's why I think it's imperative for them to make sure they're, they address their offensive line woes and they need to fill those positions quickly if they want an opportunity for anything in 2024 because if you can't protect A-Rod, it's going to be a long year again for the Jets. Well, one guy that needs to be a feared quarterback, despite his numbers, to me, has to be Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. That's why a lot of people look at him and wonder, is he worth that kind of money? Not just the $59 you million. He, you said he – oh, you said he needs to be feared. Oh, he needs to be feared. He, like, he needs to put himself in the position to be feared. Absolutely, because oh, – okay, okay, he, Yeah, he's a nice quarterback. He's had terrific numbers. And, yeah, he's the quarterback of, of my team when it comes to Dallas Cowboys, one of my teams. I know I got two teams, Cowboys and Jets. I get it. But I know the numbers he's put up. I've seen what he's been able to do with those numbers. But no one really fears Dak Prescott. Now I give Micah Parsons credit. Cowboys linebacker slash defensive end slash pass rushing monster. When he's under Stephen A. Smith show, he let it be known how much he defends his quarterback and how much he believes his quarterback has been disrespected. Besides Patrick Mahomes, what other quarterback in the AFC has accomplished anything to get more credit than Dak? Joe Flora, Josh Allen. They finish? No, but they got it further. That it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how far you get. If you're going home and you're not in tearing the ring, it doesn't matter. So you go to the NFC Championship. It doesn't matter. If we get sent home, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's no different. It doesn't matter. Getting bounced in a wild card game? It's no difference. Oh, come on, man. That's ridiculous. All you doing is get, you just get more hope. More hope. But if you are not the Super Bowl champion, it does not matter what you've accomplished. It doesn't matter if you're an MVP, defense player of the year. It doesn't matter. If you're not the Super Bowl champion, it doesn't matter. You haven't accomplished anything. Well, I, I don't agree with that. that if <laughs> not you're not at the all. Super Bowl champion, you don't accomplish anything. Uh, <laughs> we were excited that Lamar Jackson were, was able to make an AFC championship game this year. Now, a lot of us picked them to actually go to the Super Bowl and win it. That didn't happen. But I'm not going to sit up here and say, man, Le- 
Lamar Jackson didn't accomplish nothing this season because, you know, they didn't win the Super Bowl. Hell, mm-hmm. only one team gets to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not yeah. going to discredit Joe Burrow, what he was able to do two years in a row. In one year, beating Patrick Mahomes and being 3-1 and one versus him, uh, losing to him the following year in the AFC Championship game, and say, man, Joe Burrow has done nothing. Hell, I, I think it's something to be said to be one of two guys to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, the other one being Tom Brady. Right. By the way, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Micah Parsons, I get it. I understand it. You hate the fact that people are throwing that kind of shade and that kind of slander at your quarterback. You're trying to do everything possible to get the stench of what happened that January Sunday out of your head when your whole team, not just your defense, not just your quarterback, your whole team got taken apart by the Green Bay Packers. And nobody looked good in that game unless they were wearing green and yellow of the Green Bay Packers. I love the fact that you are loyal to your guy. You know what? You got to believe that everybody believes that he can't get it done. It's admirable that you're stepping up to the plate. But Micah Parsons, come on. That quarterback when it comes to Dak Prescott, like I said, nice numbers. Terrific season last year, but he's not an elite quarterback. Is he a very good quarterback? Yes. But do you fear Dak Prescott? Teams will tell you we can't let him get started. It's a big difference than saying, man, if we don't stop that guy, we're going to lose. They're like, hey, even if we stop him or don't stop him, we believe that he's not going to be good enough in clutch situations to make those kind of throws. Freddie, I'm going to ask you and the rest of the Cowboy fans that listen to us and follow us closely every single day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh-huh. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. Right. You're trying to tell me, Freddie, what Michael Parsons is saying. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be excited if the Dallas Cowboys went to an NFC championship game? Oh, my God. I'd be ready to throw a parade. My point exactly. My, my, my point exactly. They haven't been there in a generation. Of course you'll be excited. My point exactly. But if that's going to happen, then he needs to play like a feared player. And you know what? Not for nothing. So does Micah Parsons. As terrific as he's been, you got to play ding, like ding. a feared player on defense. Because you know plays like feared players in key situations? They're on the same team. They're called Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones of Kansas City. You know in a big game, both of those guys are going to show up. If you can't handle both of those guys, those guys are going to handle you. Ask San Francisco in the second half when it came to both of those guys and Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones. You can have those numbers. You can be a terrific player. But are you a player that people look at and say, hmm, we don't control him. We're going to have a problem. There are two players like that on the same team when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and also Chris Jones. And Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons have ability. But in these last three years, 12 games winning in the regular season when they really needed to have it. Where have they been when it comes to Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons in Dallas? Well, you want to know who else did it for the Los Angeles Rams when they won the Super Bowl? It was Matthew Stafford and it was Aaron Donald. Yep. So when it's time to step up and make those plays across the board in the playoffs for guys that we deem stars or superstars, they have to step up and make those plays. That's one of the things the playmaker Michael Irvin has been echoing and saying for the longest now. The stars got to play like stars. The stars got to play like stars. <laughs> who sounds, I agree with yeah, you. Who, who sounds more like a preacher, Michael Irvin or Shannon Sharp? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. Different churches. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as we're concerned, that's the fearsome fivesome when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL. 
Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City, he's at the top of the list. And we believe that Josh Allen of Buffalo, Lamar Jackson of Baltimore, as well as Joe Burrow of Cincinnati, and Aaron Rodgers of the New York Jets. Read it and weep and hear it and weep. Hit us on Twitter anytime you want at Coleman ESPN and at H Douglas 83. In other words, we'll feature if you had a chance to worry about, let's say, okay, our cassette tapes coming back and you're worried about that coming back, your worries about to be completely, completely on point. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Freddie and Harry on Sirius XM Channel 80 and also telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive, making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. So do yourself a favor and learn more at Progressive.com or a 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Each and every night we know you got things going on. It's kind of hard to keep up with things that are going to escape your media attention. Lucky for you, that's where Freddie and Harry come in. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. You'll never guess what's trending up, not just in Japan, but in the United States. Cassette tapes. I'm not making this up. There are probably plenty of people out there below the age of 25 going, what the hell are you talking about? I'll be glad to tell you. It seems that we used to listen to this. Music on cassette tapes when we were younger, meaning your street, Freddie Coleman. I don't know if Harry Douglas did that because he's you, far you, younger. You, don't you do that. Tell about something you don't know if I ain't listening to no cassette tapes. I used to have to wait by the radio uh-huh. for a certain song to play uh-huh. to match the play and record button at the same time uh-huh. on the cassette tape, right. Freddie. Yes, before there was Napster, there was home recording. And believe me, <laughs> I did it as well. Well, it seems there has been a surge in people buying cassette tapes as the new retrograde trend not just in japan but in the united states despite many being born well after tapes were eclipsed by cds and later digital music a college student visiting a tower records in tokyo said a cassette tape is for when i want to listen to music carefully carefully he said he appreciates the warm unique sound that tapes deliver and visits the store weekly to see what's in stock the return of the retro known as cassette tapes that's pretty cool, though, man. Isn't it funny how, you know, things from a certain time period will go away, mm-hmm. but also then that same thing will make its way back at some point. Always. In Always. the future. Always. Like, I, I have a ton of DVDs. So do and I. a ton of CDs. So do I. And my wife looked at them yesterday when we was in the room cleaning up, and she was like, hmm, about time to get rid of these. I said, don't no, you no, touch don't them. No, no, don't you leave that alone. Don't you touch them. That corner's not for you, sweetheart. <laughs> every, I used to go every week to Best Buy yep. and buy DVDs. So yep. I have tons of them. Wow. Shannon Penn, you and got Harry, something? I'm glad you brought up the whole uh, making your own mixtape and listening and waiting and hitting the play and record at the same time. The thing that annoyed me so much was the DJs talking over the song at oh, the end. Stop God. doing all the talking, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to mix. Absolutely. So in that, in that <laughs> same vein, Freddie, as someone who used to be on radio oh, doing music, God. can you give us your best? Radio DJ voice? Well, it's now. I mean, it hasn't changed as far as that goes. Although, if you listen to me when I first got started in music radio, my first ever paying job was working at at um, FM 103 in Portland, Maine. Man, I sounded like I was on speed. I was going like 100 <laughs> miles an hour. 12 minutes in a row with Freddie Harrison. Freddie, that's how it sounded, seriously, on FM 103 in my first radio job working in Portland, Maine. Nah, I need the smooth. I need the smooth one. Come on, I, you know but, you had one. But no, 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 so, no, so, so, no. so check this out. It's, okay. it's the late night. 
No, you no, know no. what I mean? But, on, a, on a Friday yeah, night? Nah, when you work for a top 40 station, you can't smooth that out. Sunday nah. slow jams. You, you know, no no I, quiet storm with no, Freddie Coleman? With Freddie no, C? No, no with, quiet with Charles storm? Coleman? In Come on now. In Portland, Maine? Really? <laughs> really? I don't know if you know the demographics of Portland, Maine, but it's not exactly <laughs> quiet storm friendly. <laughs> That's not to say they don't like quiet storm music. Believe me. More than a couple of times, I'm DJing gigs and everything, and you can play a little I'll Be Sure, Night and Day, and stuff like that, but to, like four hours of that in Portland, Maine? <laughs> no, not in Portland, Maine. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think his time is up. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't even said that. You ever see like the Apollo where they have like the thing coming to the side of the stage, the cane? Uh-huh. That would have been me. Like one would have been on the air and the, it would have been completely, completely off. But believe me, Top 40 Radio, there was no chance of slowing things down and saying 12 hits in a but, row. But, but let, talk Freddie about Coleman. those Freddie. Here's new kids in the block. That would have never flown. All right, Freddie, here we go. You got to bring us in or take us out. Let's go. Give us the voice. Let's go. <laughs> you guys can't believe you put me on this spot. Freddie Coleman, 12 hits in a row. Thanks for joining us here on K104. We got a little Al B. Sure going on coming up in this next set. We got new kids in the block, a little Aerosmith. And don't forget the brand new record by Invoke. But Al B. Sure, take us away on K104. That's what it's all about. Okay, Let's Freddy! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> you guys, are, we're all going to hell. That's all I got to say about that. But now, yeah. Freddie, all, all I uh, need you to do now is give a class on to okay. DJs about okay. transition and how to transition music. Harry? That was job 101 in college for me at Manchester University at the school radio station, learning how to transition, how to talk up records, knowing when to shut up. And it, all, it still bugs me now that a song has an abrupt ending, a cold ending, and the DJ, male or female, will talk over the cold ending. I'm like, you couldn't have waited that five seconds? Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Let the song but that, finish. But that's one of the things, Freddie, like I, I can be out somewhere eating with my wife, and we're at a place eating that – you know, they play a mm-hmm. music. Yep. And the, the, the DJ's lack of transition can mm-hmm. kind of, I have to yep. catch myself so it don't ruin my night. Like, Absolutely. God, why would he bring yeah. that song after that song? They don't even match. Oh, here's another one where, especially on Sirius XM, they'll play, for example, the transition. They go from one song to the other, and they'll play a montage of, let's say, Aretha Franklin, and then they'll play a different song. I'm thinking, why would you not play Aretha Franklin? That makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense to me. Speaking of not making any sense. I love me some Sirius XM, though. Oh, Sirius XM? Well, we're on Channel 80. I, I, I love, love it. I, I love the groove. I love classic rewind. I mm-hmm. love the 80s on 8. Yeah, one of my new favorite channels. They have like a, a station out of Canada where they play hip-hop music, like that kind of Channel 164. Tremendous channel, like a mixtape channel. It's really, really good. Channel 80 is awesome. It, ain't it, though? And no question about it. Especially Freddie and Harry, 3 p to 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Now, you've seen John Cena. He does his favorite thing, that wrestler, that you can't see me. Well, now you won't be able to unsee him because he announced that he has an OnlyFans account. He's promising glimpses of him, his words, not mine, like you've never seen me before. His words, not mine. What would you say? John Cena, wrestler extraordinaire, has an OnlyFans account, and he promised his fans glimpses of him, his words, not mine, like you've never seen me before. I guess you can't see him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay, John, John Cena. John Cena. Yes. On Do your fans. thing, man, to each his own. Yeah. Now, he has a new movie coming out, so many people believe it's a, a publicity stunt, but at the same time, mm, 
<laughs> to each his own. Somebody put on social media, this was not on my bingo card for 2024. <laughs> Mine either. His new movie is called Ricky Stanicki, and it hits Amazon Prime Video on oh, March What's 7th. it called? Ricky Stanicki. Oh, Lord. John oh, Cena going crazy. I don't even know <laughs> what that's about. Only fans account and John Cena. Wow. I still can't believe you guys put me in a spot like that. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't believe it, but you absolutely crushed it. He was he so ready, it. Dev. He no, was I so ready. Yes, you were ready. You yes, you were 30 seconds. Well, I had no choice to get in the mood with that because if I sound like an idiot, I said, man, who hired you in the first place? If Back you stay then, ready, you don't you have all, to get ready. That's, that's very, very true. You can take the music away from the guy, but you can't take the guy out of the music as far <laughs> as that goes. Amber and Ian comes your way next to get you ready for the second half of the NBA season. That starts tonight. So, Take us out, Freddie. Let's go. For Harry Dogs and Freddie Coleman, this has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. 12 hits in a row coming up Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.